Hi, everybody. Um, I'm here today with Sasha. Her program, Side Hustle SOS, is a business incubator to help women test and validate their business idea before they spend thousands of dollars they'll never get back. Um, she also hosts an amazing podcast, Entrepreneur Not Yet, that focuses on the struggle of surviving your nine to five while building an online business. Um, you can find her at her website, Sasha Corbeau.com. So welcome, Sasha, and correct me if uh, I didn't say your name right. That's, that's all right. Um, yeah, Sasha Korobov, and I am happy Korobov. to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, so it's really exciting. Um, Sasha helps entrepreneurs, and I'm really interested to find out, like, what took you down this path? Why did you want to do this? Well, it's interesting. Uh, thank you for asking. I started my journey, one might say, as a certified coach. I was certified in 2016 through the International Coach Federation. And I was living in DC at the time. And it was fairly straightforward for me to work offline as kind of like a more general life coach. I And because I had been there for a while, I had a network, I created referrals, and everything was grand. I was just doing that. And um, then I had the opportunity to move to London, mm. and which is a lifelong dream of mine. And so I, I went. Um, the thing was, the visa that I was on to live in London didn't allow for self-employment at all. Mm. So I was like, you know, there it goes me trying to do the same kind of thing of building that local community and getting out there and making those contacts. So what I did was um, decide that I would try to move into the online world. And because I could work with Americans because I'm American, but I, I just couldn't work with anyone who was British. So from then, I I tried a couple of different things. I probably fell into every trap that you and your listeners may have also fallen into, purchased all those lovely digital courses that are now sitting on my dusty digital shelves and um, just tried to find my way. And I realized that actually what was giving me the most success was the low hanging fruit, simple, like organic marketing stuff. So whether that was, you know, podcast appearances or just having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. I, I was learning pretty quickly through trial and error that um, it doesn't have to be as sort of like glitzy and complicated as the stuff you see on Instagram and Facebook and everyone talking about funnels and, you know, all this just mind-numbing stuff. And from there, I was like, you know what, I think more people need to know about this. And so, yes, thank you for your introduction as well. I do help get people into a little business incubator, make sure that their ideas are validated and tested, and then get them the visibility to grow their business through podcast guesting. So I hope that gives a little bit of a frame of what my own little um, meandering, windy road has been, but a road that I've loved very much. Yeah, that is, yeah, super interesting. And also how kind of we're, we're pushed into different situations with things that maybe you don't expect, and then you have to rebuild. And I think a lot of people have gone through that in 2020 of shifting the business online. 
and really needing some help like you're offering because, you know, that didn't probably happen for you overnight to solve that puzzle, you know? Oh, no, I fell and skinned my knee quite a few times learning that lesson for sure. But and you're right, it it has been um, a lot of people have had to rethink a whole lot of things in the last year. You're, you're right. Yeah. Um, and so another thing that you help figure out or help people understand is that they could just be stuck as well. Like, okay, I understand, you know, what my marketing needs to be. I understand how to do these things, but maybe I'm not even driving forward because I don't understand who I serve and why I want to serve them. So I wonder if you could elaborate on that, how we can find who we should serve and why we would serve them. So you touch on a really interesting point. Every time, well, not every time, but a lot of the time when we decide that we want to start a business, what do we assume our next step is? It's promotion, right? Like I've got to just get my name out there and I've got to, um, you know, make a name for myself and build that brand awareness. And you've totally missed the most important step, which is your customer. You know, like, who are you helping? Why are you helping them? Is is something that you're offering actually something that they want, or something that they need? And so the sort of step in between the deciding that you're going to do your business and promotion is market research. So And a lot of people get really scared off by that phrase, but it is the best thing that you can do for your business. Fortune 500 companies spend like hundreds of millions a year doing market research. Basically, you'll never have to stop doing market research as long as you want to be in business. You're going to have to evolve. You're going to have to adapt, just like you were talking about in 2020. Like people had to re-figure things out pretty quickly. So... um, the easiest way to get to people is not some like complicated survey or anything. It's just asking to chat with people who you think might be your ideal clients and just asking them questions about, just ask them point blank. What do they need? What have they tried? What's worked? What hasn't? Like, what would they want to see out of an offering? Stuff like that. And the bonus with this is that I've actually enrolled clients doing this because when you let people really talk about themselves and really let them open up, you're building that trust with them really, really quickly, like much faster than any email sequence, much faster than any ads, social media squares on Instagram, anything like that. And so by the end of just a single conversation, I've had a handful of people say, how can I work with you? Like, I've, I've gotten the sense that this is sort of like what I need and you are somebody who I would trust with this. So it's just bonuses all around for market research. So, um, and that is like the initial then, like trying to figure out exactly what you offer. It's not, I guess maybe it's more simple and not as simple as the idea of who do I want to serve and what do I want to do for them? versus like, what do they want from me? You can figure out both at the same time, which is good. And, and if a lot of people have this too, they're sort of multi-passionate. 
So if you're, if you're feeling like, okay, well, I have this one particular idea, but there's also this really interesting thing nagging at me too. Um, I would just um, have conversations with two sets of people. And there's a way to do this. And is, is it okay if I mention a resource that I have for this? Oh, yes, please do. Okay. So if you go to sashakorobov.com on the little top web bar, um, I have a free training on how to do this. And what you'll do is you'll use any existing kind of social feed you have. So you don't have to create anything new. Uh, and you will post a call for people to be interviewees. Say, hey, I'm looking to do this. Um, in ex- I, I just need help with this research. 15 minutes of your time in exchange, I'll either coach you on something, you know, having to do with the question you have, or offer some resource that's related to your business. And um, if you if you sign up at the top of the website, you'll get the full training plus all the supporting resources plus all the questions you can ask people plus how to set it up. So wow. there's that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I just, it's more important that people just have this information. I, I don't need to be paid for it. I, it's more important to me that people kind of are demystified around like, oh, do I need to like run ads or do what? Like, no, you don't just like pause first, make sure you're absolutely clear. Um, So what you'll do to your question, you'll put out a call for um, people to speak with, then you'll let them open their hearts and minds to you um, and just get that information. And once you've interviewed enough people, the work I recommend typically minimum six, shoot closer to eight to 10 people you will start to see themes come out of like common threads of what people are saying. And very oftentimes there are people who try to just guess and fake it without doing market research. So like, well, it's my business. Of course I know best. I guarantee you, you're going to be really enlightened once you start listening to what people have to say. And you'll be surprised at the trends that emerge from that. But what's even better is those trends that emerge craft your offer around being a solution to those themes and trends and problems and you're good. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like um, knowing this kind of stuff took me a long time as well. Not saying that I know or practice this, like I'm gonna go over there and grab that as well because I need to work on that. but spending months and months and months doing, you know, the marketing idea, like I'm just going to keep posting and posting and, you know, I'm going to add value and this is value and then not getting any like response to that. And it could mainly be, I don't know what is valuable to my customer. So I'm trying to add value that I see is valuable, but they're not responding. And, um, that's one cool thing you you say on your website as well is like, it doesn't matter if you post 37 times a day on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, and so many times you hear that that's the way to get, you know, you just need to add value, you need to add value and then find out who you want to serve and then add value to them. And um, I'm a testament to doing that for like, ever. And <laughs> Not until I started um, actually talking directly to people. um, And I haven't even figured out 
all my niche yet either. But not until I started talking directly to people did I even have any idea what was going on, I feel like. 100%. Because how are you supposed to serve people if they're not telling you what they need? You know, and and you've got to trust that people will um, will know what's good for them. And especially if you're in the coaching kind of service provider industry, in the last, I'd say even five years, there has been such a huge revolution. The customers in this market, and this is a good thing, the customers in this market are so sophisticated now. They know the gimmicks that are out there. They know the things that are not gimmicks, but are too simple or the things that are overly complicated because they're surrounded by it all the time. Anytime you're on Facebook ads, anytime you're on Instagram, people you should know, it's just, it's everywhere. And so it's more and more important now to stand out with a clear specific message to a clear specific person because the market is so saturated and the customer is so sophisticated now that you have to take your shot to speak directly to your ideal person. Right, right. So really, really niching, niching it down, you know, Mm -hmm. what is my niche? And then the people that you are meant to serve, you know, if you find out what they want, could come directly to you because that's your connection. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I was talking to a friend uh, who's also in this space, and we mentioned three types of kind of marketing, I guess. Um, there's the hunter, the fisher, and the, the farmer. So hunter is like you are just going after people, like you're cold DMing, you're running those Facebook ads, just trying to get, you know, trying to grab at people, right? The fisher is kind of more a social media approach. Like, I'm going to put this bait out there. And once I've got some engagement, you know, I'll kind of reel it in. And then you have the farmer who is like, I am going to, and I see this as kind of podcasting. This is my preference, even though it's like, it takes the longest. Um, I... For uh, So for farmer, you're planting the seeds, you're patient, you're patient, because you don't plant a seed and dig it up after five minutes, do you? Like you have to do the water and do whatever else you need for a little while. But then all of a sudden, you've got this harvest that's like crazy. Um, And it's also a more sustainable way to build your business. So people can use if they're hunters, lean into that strength of yours and go for it. It's not my style, but maybe it's your style, you know? Um, The Fisher, I do social media sometimes, but more like when I feel inspired, I, I, for better or worse, I don't have like a strategy for, you know, what I'm doing. I don't have like little adorable content calendars that are just like so cute that they would just make you blush. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely more of a farmer. Um, that sort of organic, easier social mar- uh, social media-ish, social marketing. It's more social marketing um, <clears throat> because it allows me to put my message out there 
to a very specific person in a very specific way, but it's much more casual, much more relaxed, decidedly low tech, very low tech, um, and more fun. It just sort of takes like the pressure off and I'm an introvert. So I need something like that. Yeah. You know, and one other thing, like I actually love, love, love this idea because I feel like it gives you a lot of mental clarity around, you know, just using that as like an analogy for each thing and how you could um, farm and also hunt Mm -hmm. while you're waiting for your harvest or how you could hunt so that you can farm, you know, Mm -hmm. like how do I find and, you know, actively promote myself because You've got to go find the magic beans or the seeds or whatever too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just really, um, I love that idea. And um, there was something else that I was going to say right now, but I went down that, that way and lost it. (laughs) No, but But you're right. It's, it's whatever is going to work best for you. Some people, like I know people who are natural, like hunters in this space and they see like running Facebook ads as such like an interesting adrenaline sport for them. And they've got great content. There's nothing wrong with that. It's totally not my style. I'm allergic to that. But like, they love it. They're totally in integrity. And they have so much fun doing it. And so if that's your style, great. Um, But it's like, it's also, it's a lot of money. It's a lot more work. And you have to be willing to like, really work under an expert who knows what they're doing and spend money to test which messages are going to work better. And again, just totally allergic to that. I can't, but again, I love those adrenaline junkie friends of mine who, who are like, no, that's totally my style. I love it. So it's whatever works for you. Well, and one other thing that I've really um, gained a lot more clarity about recently is, um, being too techy, right? There could mm-hmm. be like, say a person like me who kind of has a lot of tech stuff and likes to tinker with things. Mm-hmm. This can be like an Achilles heel for you actually, because so many of the, these things you don't need. And a lot of people come into the space. Um, and I mean, I didn't have to pay that level of money because I can do it myself. Right. But I did pay in time <laughs> and they'll be like, I need a $3,000 website to start my business. And it's like, actually, no, 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 no. Please do not buy a website to start your business. You know, eventually this is the same thing I see with like the Facebook ads. Like, well, you know, if you eventually come to a point where you see that adding Facebook ads to your business would benefit your business. um, And then I also see too, like how you say identifying your strengths, because I feel for me, um, writing is not my strength. Many people can write like very well and, you know, that would create engagement for them because they're so good at it, but really identifying what you're strong at, because when you listen to what you should do, you know, that might be, you're listening to someone who's identified their strength. And if your strength isn't in alignment with theirs, like, I could sit in front of the screen like all day and never come up with one blog post, you know? Oh yeah. No. And and the time it takes, I just, yeah, no, I agree. But some people um, like I know bloggers who, who absolutely love that. They make a cup of tea, they sit down, they sort of clear a few hours 
and they just let themselves like bathe in that creativity. And, and I love that for them. Um, it is not my jam, but for them, like rocket, do it. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, um, various approaches will be correct. Uh, my sort of rule of thumb is it's whatever you can stick to. And, you know, typically what you can stick to is what you enjoy. And so, yeah, and that's how I do, um, my fitness or whatever. It's like, you know, you set your new year's resolution that you want to go to the gym, but do you actually like to go to the gym? Because if you don't like to go to the gym, this isn't going to work out. But yeah. how have I successfully stayed consistent for so, so many years? Well, I've identified what I like mm-hmm. so that I can continue doing it. And I don't force myself to do stuff that I really don't like. And it's yep. like, at the end of the day, I've gotten my results because yeah. I've stayed consistent, you know? So I think that's something that you've really identified as an important factor in the business is like, if you love to post on Facebook or share stuff, then you should do that. And if you don't love doing that, and it's a torture session for you, like, (laughs) how much is it going to take away from your business? Probably not much, you know, but your peace of mind will be so much better. And you yeah, absolutely. And and if you can't stick to it, it's, it's, it's not sustainable anyway, 100%. And your analogy on finding what works for you, like, fitness wise is a good one. Um, you know, I, one of my favorite things in the world is, is Zumba. Like I used to teach it. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And over lockdown and stuff, this is, and this is, I think you're spot on with this analogy. I got a Peloton and everyone's oh, raving wow. about the Peloton and everything, right? Like I I've been using it more lately, but it went a good two months without being touched because it's just not my thing. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter how fancy it is, doesn't matter how trendy it is, it doesn't matter how much it's all over Instagram, like all this stuff. And again, I'm using it more now. So my mother can stop yelling at me about it. Um, <laughs> well, but... maybe you will fall in love with it after, you know, <laughs> like practice, like if I do it enough, I could fall in love with it. Well, but... and, and I am and that's happening now. But man, I can't wait to get back to Zumba. It's just what I like. Yeah, that's your and jam. Like that's grooves you like. with my style and my interests. Exactly like if you just want to post on Instagram for your people and you can curate really amazing content, like roll with it, then it is correct for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you like, like you said, you can learn habits. Like I can learn to love my Peloton because <laughs> I have to. And there, and I'm kind of like that too. Like I, And now going off on a tangent, like I like cycling a little bit, you know, I like some of the songs. I like some of the tracks and I'm similar with Zumba. You know, I love some of the songs. I love some of the tracks and you've got to take the good with the bad, (laughs) you know, but it's, yeah, if you can maintain um, consistency and then in that you can also find, um, you know, if there's a Zumba teacher that I love and I love their dances and I love their style, then I'll stay so consistent with that particular one. So there are things in areas or trends in areas that you might find that you could love versus Definitely. I'm going to post on Instagram and everything has to be matchy matchy or I can only post memes or I can only, you know, yep. getting kind of stuck in something. You're, you're spot on. Yep. 100%. Um, now anything else that you wanted to share with us today? 
Well, I wanted to really encourage people after you've done your market research and, you know, figured out, and you'll never be like totally figured out, right? You'll always have to like adapt and continue to speak with people. But um, I really, really consider or, or encourage people to consider doing what is easy to start. So even if you figured out your ideal thing and you're intrigued by the idea of Facebook ads or something like that, start small and work under an expert. Like don't try to go it alone, stuff like that. And um, I really want to put in a plug for being a podcast guest because it is such um, a way to really get out there. We talk about things like email lists. We talk about social. We talk about ads. But when you, somebody is sitting down and listening to you for anywhere between 20 and 45 minutes to an hour, it really accelerates the no like, and trust factor where um, people spend loads, months of time uh, with ads or emails or social or whatever it is. Um, but if you're doing something like even a podcast interview a month and people continue to like pick it up over time and hear it, it's, it's the farmer. It's planting that seed for people to come to you. You don't have to actually go and try to get anybody after a while, which is like such a mind bending, but awesome thing, you know, that you just sort of have people booking calls with you and stuff like that. So I really would strongly consider or, or encourage people to um, consider taking that sort of low hanging fruit route. And how, um, how do we know like what podcast to get on and how do we approach someone to ask them? So do you want like a super duper secret? Oh yeah. Basically <laughs> people can make researching podcasts really complicated and yeah, you can go into iTunes and look by genre and look at this particular subset of people and there's real value in doing that. But if that's really overwhelming, then just find like a competitor of yours or a would-be competitor of yours. Type their name in like the Apple podcast search, see what podcasts they've been on and like consider pitching to those. Smart. It, it can be if, that straightforward. If they accepted them, they might like me too. There you go. And um, part of what will emerge when you're doing this market research and you're speaking with your prospective ideal client you're going to learn, remember I was talking about those themes that'll pop out. Those will also be like your expert topics. So that's the stuff that you want to pitch to podcast hosts to because it is um, exactly what the, your ideal client wants to hear. And you know that because you've asked them and you've chatted with them and it takes the guesswork out of it. So there's so much information out there on how to pitch. Um, can I just mention my Instagram account? Oh, yes, please. Okay. So if you go to at Sasha Korobov biz, so S-A-S-H-A-K-O-R-O-B-O-V-B-I-Z. Even I have trouble, like, just, it doesn't roll off the tongue supernaturally, <laughs> does it? Um, I have done loads and loads of like trainings and videos and links to like my podcast episodes, which, which talk about it again, all free. Um going through how to pitch once you have your expert topics, once you've talked with your people. Now, 
we kind of hit on as well that, you know, you don't have to overthink as you're starting out your business. Mm-mm. What is maybe, um, do you feel like there's an expectation from the podcast host that you have a certain like website or background or something to show before you I, ask? I very much believe in a ladder approach. So, you know, you can go to different sites, like one is called CastBox. If you have a few names of a few podcasts, you can see how many listeners people have and stuff like that. Um, I would not necessarily pitch right to like a Pat Flynn or an Amy Porterfield. <laughs> I would start on, um, and I don't want to say a lower rung because they're not lower. I would say like you know, maybe they're, they're not quite as well known, or they're getting well known, maybe they've had some well known guests on their show, stuff like that. Um, So, so I would start pitching with people who come up in that search that you do of your like competitor's name. And so yeah, kind of the idea of like, go to people who are on your level ish. And as Mm -hmm. you grow, and which is also pretty good, because your experience level is also lower. Not saying it's it's a safer place to kind of like get a little practice and of course it's something you should take seriously right but it's 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 not as scary and i the date is not official now but the announcement has officially been made i actually managed to i think it's going to come out this month i managed to get myself onto Pat Flynn podcast. No, you didn't. I wow. sure did. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You were on like, Thank I you. think you were on smart passive income too, right? Was that I was one? on I was on the blog. Oh, I was okay. on the blog. But he has a new podcast out and it's called Flops. And it talks about lessons learned in business, which is like amazing, right? Like we hear all these glitzy, wonderful success stories, but like, what about the struggle of like getting there? So I love the premise of this new podcast. Um, and so I have managed to get to that point, but, you know, before then there were a lot of great shows that I had the chance to like be on and I still continue to pitch and I still have like my list of, of like who I want to, um, speak with and all this stuff, but just take the ladder, like, like you're climbing a little ladder approach. If there's someone who might seem like a little bit of a small fish in a big pond or no big fish in a small pond. I meant that the other way around Um, big fish in a small pond that you'd be more comfortable with. And you'd feel like you could show up more authentically. um, Do that. Just go go there first, get a couple of wins under your belt and then just go up the ladder and you'll start to be able to put people's logos on like your website when you have that up and running and it'll feel really like awesome and it's a credibility booster. And um, so simple ladder approach. Don't worry about the whole ladder. Just start with your first interview and go up from there just one at a time. And can I make one more little piece of advice here? One of the things, and, and I love people who ask me this, I I harbor, I harbor no judgment and I harbor only affection um, and empathy for people who ask me this, but uh, people ask me what kind of lead magnet you need for a podcast. And I, if you're newer, do not create anything new. Do not try to like whip up a lead magnet or some sort of email sequence and stuff right out the gate. Unless it's like 
a big show. Like I did something like a little thing for, for Pat Flynn's show, but um, I would say that your lead magnet is you. So if somebody has listened to you speak again for a half hour, an hour, whatever you're on the show for, you have already leapfrogged past all of the sort of, for lack of a better word, nurturing in marketing that like an email sequence or an ad or a social media post is supposed to do. You have just like leapt across all of that already. So feel free at the end of shows to just say, hey, you like, this is my link to book a call with me. Here it is. That's my lead magnet. Because you are your lead magnet if somebody has already invested the time and gotten to fall in love with you over that time that you're on the show. So that's my plug for please don't like stress over creating something new. <clears throat> because I find then that people won't do it because they'll just panic and stop. And yeah. We want little incremental imperfect action. That's how you gain traction. Yeah, yeah. And that's so amazing. And, you know, when I listened to on the first interview, I listened with you um, and you said, you know, this podcasting. And I was like, I guess I always knew that. But when you told me, I was like, she is so right. (laughs) And I'm already in love with her. And that's because you know you built that know like and trust because I actually heard your voice and mm-hmm. I could see you and it makes you just feel so much more like a a real person you know relatable yeah 100% and that was like it was so fun for me too you know it's like people just hanging out and chatting what what is like super stressful about that you know they might feel like you have butterflies in your stomach in the beginning, but it's just, it's fun. It's so much more relaxed and we could all use a little more of that. Can't we? Oh yes. Oh yes. For sure. Um, let's see anything else that we want to hit on today. I don't think so. I think that, um, I have, um, made my pleas for people to please let it be easy for themselves and, and not get caught up in like high tech crazy stuff, especially if you're not really sure who your target audience is and what you're doing, like take it step by step, get to know your customer. So much of the stuff that you can use is like very low cost or free. And then when you're ready to like invest in more help, do that, but have that foundation first. Yeah. 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 And I want to point that out to everybody too, because I notice when I talk to people, it's like, I've been building websites for like 10 years or something. And then someone new is like, oh, well, I'm trying to do this or that. And I'll be like, you know, Wow. I can't even imagine being back in your position. And even at my position now, I'm like, that's a waste of time, (laughs) you know, but to learn it even like, I already know how to do it. And I think it's a waste of time. So please don't go out and try to learn these systems and do it, you know, because that's just um, because I now see so much easier and better and funner utilizations of your time. Yes. And just like, uh, you're absolutely right. And like a word of caution, there are so many people who have the, and I'm not saying they're bad people, they're lovely people, I'm sure. But the people who have these big, big marketing machines out there need you to believe 
believe that it's very complicated because they need you to buy their product. They yeah. need you to buy their course. Therefore, they need you to think that this is like a big, scary machine, but aren't you lucky because they have the magic decoder ring to make it all easy overnight? Don't fall for it. It's not complicated. Just pick what works. You know, again, um, <clears throat> hunter, fisher, farmer, pick what works for you, stick with it, and just do that. Just podcast guest and get on that organic marketing that lazy organic marketing which is just so deliciously fun yeah. so awesome awesome well sasha thank you so so much for joining us and tell us again um all of your websites and ways to connect with you Yes. So if you're interested in that free market research training, which again, I don't like hold anything back or do anything tricky. Like I just want you to have the training and get out there and know your customer. So head to sashakorobov.com and it's at that top bar. You just um, sign up and you'll get the training right away. And if you want to see me rant about these things on Instagram, follow me at sashakorobovbiz. And as you mentioned, I do have the podcast Entrepreneur Yet. Mm-hmm. So the, the sort of like side, like, you know, balancing the nine to five and, and entrepreneurship. And if you are on my Instagram page, there's a link to that in my bio too. Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And I will put, um, you know, if you see this video on YouTube or on my Facebook page, I will have the links um, to her website down below so you can find everything about her. Um and yes, if you haven't joined my women's group, it's Female Coaches and Retreat Leaders Society. So head on over to Facebook and request to join. We would love to have you there. And once again, thank you, Sasha. It was such a great talk. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye.